Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. My guest today is Dr. Mona Band. Mona is a former pharmacist and wellness aficionado who believes health comes from movement, nutrition, and the mind. She regularly posts super informative videos on all topics ranging from diet to skincare on her mega popular YouTube channel, and she is the queen of valuable content over on Instagram, so make sure you're following her. This is like the ultimate girl talk episode. We had a blast talking about everything from diet to lashes to skincare, clean beauty, and I was so excited because she is a fellow transcendental meditator. That's right. She does TM also. I know a lot of you guys are interested in meditation, and so we get into it and talk a lot about that, and it was just so much fun talking, so I hope you guys enjoy this. If you like this episode or if you are just enjoying the podcast in general, you can show support for the show by leaving a five-star review and subscribing. It makes a huge difference in getting the podcast out there among the sea of podcasts. And I really, really, truly appreciate it. Everybody who has already done so, it really means the world to me. So with that, let's get to the episode. I'm Arielle Laurie, and this is the Blonde Files podcast, where I talk to experts, influencers, and inspirational people in the world of wellness and beyond. All right, so I'm here with Dr. Mona Band. Welcome. Thank you. So happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming. I feel like it's too bad that we're not actually recording this because she looks very chic right now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm like sure, like schleppy, gross. Oh it's a hot day, and no she's way, like, you guys in look this... so cute. All what? black always pulls off a little bit of chicness. Totally, right? very true. Totally. Yeah. I'm sorry. Top bun, all black, and you're like good to go. Yeah. Right. I think I can't remember if I heard it on a podcast or I was reading it like while I was preparing for this mm -hmm. and you said that you like to have your lashes done and your brows filled in and a spray tan and I said to Kennedy like this is my kind of person this <laughs> is it's literally all you need yeah and you don't have to and it saves your skin because you're not clogging your pores with makeup yeah. um and it just gives you like a like a glow like you feel awake Everyone, yeah you, know, you look fresh <laughs> I'm very open about like beauty things that I've done and I've done everything like surgeries and I did threads recently I just, I 
was actually looking at your stuff yeah. and I saw you post about threads. I do it all and like microblading and lashes and this, that, and the other. But I always tell people like I do it all so that I can like roll out of bed and not right. have and to do anything. Like it's a do more so you have less maintenance. Yeah, it's um, what did we decide? Unnaturally natural. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually just saw you post about the lash place you go, mm-hmm. and I've been looking for a place in New York, and I saw them. But I sometimes when you go into a studio, it's not as good. But I feel like I would trust your opinion, so I might check them out. So, well, uh, uh-oh. I maybe not. I, I wouldn't. Know. So I had not the greatest experience today, but it was maybe because I didn't communicate to them. Like, I'm very – usually I'm very particular about what I want, and I've been going there for years, and they always do a great job. Is it always the same technician? Oh, uh, no. Okay. No, so I just use whoever because I'm here, like, different times, and right. I always book last minute. Um, and I always – they last, like, three weeks, sometimes a month, like, a long time. And today – and. I don't know. I'm going through a phase where I'm trying to like wean myself off of them a little bit. So, so I like them more like sparse and like uh-huh. kind of. And I didn't tell her that, and so she did like the full like. I, I felt too. I text her and I was like, I have stripper lashes. <laughs> they honestly <laughs> don't I look. Left, but yeah, yeah. No, they always feel worse to, to yourself. Yeah, and they my, give you a foot massage while you're doing it. I which mean, is that's what? what sold me. Yeah, but also I feel like when you know when someone's a good technician, if the lashes don't twist, yep. I've had them literally for seven years. And everyone's like, oh, like, do they ruin your lashes? And I've gone through probably four or five people. Everyone except for this one person in L.A. I went to were never, ever twists. And so they were perfect. But I tried some in New York two week, a week ago, and they're already, like, twisting and hurting. So okay. I need From to keep here they look really there. good. So you need to share with me. Who did you go to in L.A.? In L.A., that's okay. That's my biggest problem. She's called Little Lash Girl. Okay. And she's on – I hope I actually help her business people listen to this. It's <laughs> on um, 3rd and Crescent. Okay. Not 3rd. A little after Crescent. I can't think of the cross street. She's just like she works at a little studio. She's honestly incredible. There's been like twice where she's been like, mm, you need a little break, so let's like wait a week. And she's super honest. Mm-hmm. Literally never had any pain. None of them twisted off. None of them come off. Like it's just a really good job. I need somewhere good in LA because I just go to Blink Bar. I don't know if you've been there. I've heard of that, but I haven't actually been. It's they have a bunch of locations now, so it's super convenient. Okay, and um. I bet everyone didn't know that we were doing a podcast on lashes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe edit some of this out yeah, to make yeah. it shorter. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's super convenient. And But they never, they last like a week and they're always twisting. And so. That's how you damage them. Yeah. So yeah. we'll title this Tips on Lash Extensions. <laughs> just 101. <laughs> yeah. So I like to, like I said to you before, really kind of like learn about people's own journeys with wellness and mm-hmm. you have a really interesting background and education so I just like to rewind and um, were you always interested in wellness or when did you decide to go this route? I mean I um, didn't know what I wanted to do in high school but um, just being Persian we're raised very like education focused um, so it was either like am I going to be a doctor or a lawyer it's kind of like the only profession you know and pharmacy at the time was kind of a newer like hot career especially for women because it was like you can apply to this program where you go six years straight you don't have to reapply to grad school you're already in it um you know you can do three or four day weeks at 10 or 12 hour days so if you have kids like these were all things I was like okay this would be like a great job for a woman um and I was like let me just enroll into it and then I'll see where it goes so I loved studying it actually I liked I liked that I was getting a degree but then from day one just hated it um I didn't really start getting into wellness or health until my last year of pharmacy school because the workload kind of slowed down the first five years I was just living in the library I was like actually bring a pillow to the library with me wow and we would take naps in there like during finals oh my god um so my last year when I, we were on rotations I like decided to join a gym I was like I really want to try to get fit because I was 
you know, not 100% where I wanted to be. And then I just, I think when you find a workout you like, before that I didn't like it, I, I like discovered cardio kickboxing and it was so fun. And that just kind of started my like addiction, obsession to wellness. And then when I moved to LA um, and my dad lives after college, I started working as a pharmacist, but hated it. But then I was surrounded by LA culture where everything's like health and wellness and yummy little cafes and vegan food. And that's kind of where it all, you know, grew from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm so curious because there's like a such a large discrepancy between pharmacy and medicine yes. and like this kind of holistic wellness lifestyle. So how did you, how did you kind of transition? So I liked studying pharmacy, but then I hated working at a pharmacy. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I wasn't using anything I learned. Um, people would just come in with prescriptions for everything. Um, and I just, honestly, to be totally real, I hated the day-to-day. -day. I didn't want to walk into, like, a CVS every day. It's like, who wants yeah. to walk into, like, a fluorescent lit with, like, lame music? <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. Especially so, after all that work. I was like, oh, finally, I get to live my life. And then I was like, oh, my God, I have all these student loans and I can't leave. And I was, so, it freaked me out. Um, so then I would start, then I was just like, maybe I don't like the hustle and bustle of retail. So after a year, I like quit and went to an independent pharmacy, which was like Monday to Friday, nine to five. And it was super chill. It was like closed door. So basically I didn't ever have people coming in. We just did stuff online. And I was like, this is great. I can wear whatever I want. No one then like after two years of that, I was like, okay, and I'm still not fulfilled. So I think I realized um, it was more what I missed in college was there was always this end goal. And I feel like when you're not working towards something, you get very bored. You're like, I'm just going to do the same thing. doesn't really matter what I do. I just have to show up and do my job and leave. And there's nothing that's ever going to change. Mm -hmm. So blogging was just kind of up and coming then. And Dr. Oz was really big then. And I was like, maybe I can do this. Actually, one of the first friends I met in L.A., was a news anchor for KTLA. And she was like, you should be like the medical expert that comes on. So that's that was my original career goal. I was like, okay, that's what I want to start. How can I be that person for like the Today Show and whatever? I you know social media wasn't even a thing yet. So mm -hmm. that's where it started. And then, you know, years later, it kind of turned into this. I'm kind of curious, and this might be such a random question, but like, <laughs> did you have a, what was, the craziest thing that happened when you were a pharmacist did you have like drug addicts coming in and trying to yep. like fill opioids and stuff or? oh yeah we had um actually my first day ever training as a pharmacist in california um i had to they made you do like a week or two of training at rite aid that's where i was working and i was in venice and people in california are way more demanding just so you know like in boston or like you know upstate new york i worked a little bit at pharmacies if a patient gives you attitude, you kind of give it back, and that's just the end of it. Mm -hmm. But it is not like that in L.A. This one guy was, like, standing over the counter being like, you guys, like, don't even look like you're working back there. Or, or what, what are you guys doing? And I, was, and I said something back to him, like, kind of snapped back at him, like, well, you can't actually see what we're doing. And oh, I was a woman. I'm sorry. And then she was, like, full on had a freak out at me, like, you're not going to be behind that counter all day. Wait, I'll jump over that counter and kick your ass. Like, wait till you get out of work. I'm going to be waiting in the parking lot for you. And like, no oh one even God. jumped in to help me. And I remember like crying that day and I was like, I can't do this. It's horrible. Um, but then I've also had like the people who get their opioids every month. And then every month it's like three days early, three right. days early. And especially at independent pharmacies, a lot of the owners, when they know patients, you know, as a pharmacist, you can use your best judgment to override it. Sometimes they'll be like, he's fine. 
But I was always very like, this is my license. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to do it. And so one guy was actually a lawyer, but he was like an addict and was just like, would threaten pharmacy laws at me. I'm going to sue you because you're putting me at harm. I'm the patient. Like, we'd get crazy people that would try to. Oh, I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Even when I go to pick up a prescription or something, I mean, it's like, even with the education and not saying that anybody is better than anyone else, like, people still treat pharmacists like shit. They literally do. They just think, and there's nothing <laughs> like wrong with being a clerk. Call. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I got more asked for the bathroom key or for, like, you know, how much is it? Right. Like, it was very. Like, can rare. I ring this up here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or not understanding why, like, let's say we had to look over their other drugs to find an interaction. It's just the level of respect for, like, anyone at a pharmacy is just always really low. Mm -hmm. So I just didn't like it. So what were the steps that you took? Like, when you knew that you wanted to pursue something else, Mm -hmm. did you feel like you had to, like, like you were kind of stuck there and you had to see it through? Or did you just make a decision to leave? What was that like? Well, I definitely, like, the student loan thing was huge, and I was worried about that, Um, but... So I was kind of like, okay, what can I do? Once I kind of figured out, I actually asked a friend of mine at the time. She was really into web design. And my first idea was to be a private consultant. So I'm like, maybe people can pay me to be their private pharmacist. You know, like like maybe like elderly people like to go over their prescriptions and kind of manage them. So I was like, I need a website. So I asked her to help me build a website. And then she was like, no, 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 you need to go see Marky Costello and figure out what your brand is and like the word brand was not a thing this was like 2011 or 2000 yeah 2011 so I called Marky Costello's office which she's like you know who she is Mm. it sounds familiar but she's like the hosting guru like she teaches people how to host I think she taught like Ryan Seacrest and um what's the guy on E one of the main ones Jason Jason Kennedy yeah he's Mm -hmm. I think she like managed him for a while so I went, I was like, oh, I want to have a meeting with Marky. And they were like, everyone has to first do her boot camp. And I was like, okay, so you have to pay like $500 and do this like 20 person boot camp where you have to go up and like read off a teleprompter, which for me at the time, I had never, I was dying. So I had to go through this like all day boot camp. And, you know, I was working as a pharmacist. I was paying like $500 was like a lot for me to like invest in that. Then I could do a meeting with her where I think I had to pay more even for the one hour meeting. And then I told her my idea. I was like, kind of told her what I was going for. And I'll never forget. It was like January 10th, I think 2013. And she was like, um, I, I love this idea. She's like, we're going to call you the model pharmacist, kind of like the model citizen. And yeah, she's like, if you, if you work hard at this, there is no reason why it shouldn't work. And I remember like literally tearing up in the meeting and she was like, are you getting emotional? I was like, yeah, I think it was like the the validation that I needed to be like, okay, maybe this is like what I could really do with my life. So from them, you know, I for then I was like, okay, let me build a website. And she was like, why don't you start taking my classes? You need to learn how to speak on camera and you've got to start doing like videos. So then I did like six months of her classes and learned like how to like connect to the audience and speak in front of a camera, which I think helped a lot. Then built a website. Then you know lots of bumps in the road and eventually realized that websites were not the thing and it was all about social media so like maybe almost a year and a half or two years after that actually started with social media so there's a lot of delays yeah yeah what was your family were they supportive or were they like what are you doing my definitely more like what are you doing well Mm -hmm. actually when I first went to the meeting with Marky in the first like seven or eight months I, when I was building it, I didn't tell a soul because I didn't want any judgment on it. And it's funny, I was working at the pharmacy from 9 to 5, 
then I would drive for an hour in traffic to the west side and go sit in her class for like two and a half hours like three days a week but I loved it like I loved caring about something again because I felt Mm -hmm. like I just what was I coming home at five and like watching tv so once I actually built it they definitely were like well, how are you going to make money? You have a, a pharmacist is such a great job. Like they didn't see, they didn't really get super supportive until they actually saw me making money, which was like years later. And now they're like my biggest fan. Yeah, that's <laughs> always the thing. Yeah. Like for people who don't understand it, like once they see that you can actually make money, it's like even like with my Instagram, because I had a day job before I was uh-huh. in substance abuse counseling and it was like, you know, very respected mm-hmm. and, um, and nobody understood like the Instagram thing when I was like, no, I'm gonna actually leave this and go pursue that. And then it's like, as soon as I got some campaign or something, and it's like a recognizable brand, right? A big like, brand wants to oh, pay you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And like, then they, then it makes sense. Totally. Um, how did your How did your lifestyle change throughout that? Um, well, I was really i I was working full time and doing it full time for almost like three years. I think it's wow. been like um, it's now I'm going on like two and a half or three years of just doing this full time. But um, I remember like one or two years and do it. I spent all my free time working on it, like working. On, I think honestly, when Snapchat came out, because I started with Instagram, when Snapchat came out, that's really what taught me how to speak on camera because it was all video and it was like I could connect to people and I was talking to people. So that really, really helped me. But I mean, even my friends, I actually like got into a lot of arguments with a couple of my friends at the time because they were like oh do you want to like go to the beach and I was like I was so obsessed I wanted to do it and I remember my mom saying to me once like well how long are you going to do this like you know when you're putting so much work into this and I was like I'll do this forever for free if I have to like I like it what what else am I going to be doing with my time like I'd rather do this than watch tv or like sit around or sleep so it was a lot of work then and then finally when I started like actually making money that I could leave the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for somebody who might be feeling stuck where they are and they, they want to branch out? Like you probably get this question a mm-hmm. lot. I get it from people. And sometimes I don't really know how to answer it because I kind of, I, I mean, I worked for three and a half years on the Instagram while I also had another like job, me. but I didn't have the plan that I was going to leave. I just kind of made like an abrupt decision. And so there's a lot of fear around that and it ended up working out. But like, I don't have, I mean, it sounds like you, you were preparing and you were taking the steps. So. Well, what's actually at one point I, when I, when I first went to launch my website, I ended up, um, a f- kind of an acquaintance friend of mine who was like, oh, can I, let me invest. And I, and he was like, I'll invest, I'll match your salary at the pharmacy and we'll make this huge. And I was like, oh my God, someone wants to like pay me money. <laughs> so this was, I literally gave up 65% of my brand. I got it back, but I had wow. no idea what I was doing at the time. All I was thinking was I don't have to work at the pharmacy. So that derailed me for like eight months. And during that time, he, you know, basically paid me my salary for like nine months. So I didn't, so I got to quit and I was so happy. But then when that clearly didn't work out, because it makes no sense to have someone own your personal brand, like who does? Right. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Um, when I got it all back, I was like, okay, now I have no money. And I had to go back to the pharmacy. So picture being like, yes, I'm free. And then you have to go work again. So That's humbling. Yeah, right? <laughs> so it's definitely not always like a clear path. Yeah. The last pharmacy I worked at, I will say, it was a private owned and the owner was really, really cool. And I was super transparent about what I was doing. And they needed a manager for the pharmacy, and I didn't want to be manager. So our kind of, like, negotiation was 
I'll put my name as like the manager, which I didn't want that responsibility, but you need to be very flexible with my hours. So I would literally work 10 hours one week and 30 the next, which really helped me. But that was like a good balance. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one thing people should focus on if they hate what they're doing is to think about what they would be good at and what they could bring value to. Because I think it's so easy to look at social media like, oh, I want to post photos and get paid for it and I want to live like a blogger and I just want to have that life. For example, like I love fashion, but I'm not a good fashion blogger. I don't take good photos. Like my my photos are not ever going to be as good as someone else's. And what's interesting is even though that was never my focus, there was a long time on Instagram where I wanted my, I would tried so hard to make my page look like so cool and edgy, but I'm like, I'm just not good at that. And when I finally let go of that and focused on, the content I am good at and put my energy towards that, it just worked out better because I know I can't win that that game. So let me just focus on like what I can win. Right. Yeah. And and that's that's so powerful, like knowing what you're good at mm-hmm. and then using that to help somebody else, right? And that's ultimately what you're doing. I mean yeah. that your information is so helpful. Thank you. I think you. I heard you know Jay Shetty. Yes. I think he said the difference between purpose and passion is that when when I'm going to butcher it as I butcher every single quote that I try to do okay. on here. We'll she knows they're always <laughs> checking on the phone like while I'm as I'm doing it. <laughs> um, but he said like the difference between purpose and passion is that purpose is when you take your passion and you help somebody with it. I love and that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's like totally That's actually such a good on. point, too. I remember I've had the same therapist since I was like, I mean, a lot, I think almost eight years now. I actually did a video with her. She's amazing. But I remember when I was she was always very supportive because she got it and I remember her saying something about what I was doing and I was like the beginning I was like well I just want to make a lot of money Mm -hmm. and she like kind of stopped and was like well really try to find a bigger purpose than that because that won't drive you and I think in the beginning you just you're excited like I want to make a lot of money and like have fun on camera but when you make it more meaningful it just you're you know you're you're serving people more yeah and I think it will it will help you in the long run yeah my husband always has really good advice around that too and like he's older mm-hmm. and he's <laughs> very successful so he's really good with that kind of advice mm-hmm. and like whenever I get kind of derailed and like which I have a lot especially over the last few months mm-hmm. things you know it just gets frustrating being like lost in numbers sometimes and oh I completely and know he's what you mean. like just like put all that out of your head as much as you can and like when you wake up just think of how you can be helpful to the audience whatever you know however you can do that that's and the best everything advice. else will fall into place. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, you stop fighting it. I feel like that's honestly how my YouTube channel grew. Because mm-hmm. I had tried it, like, a year or two before that, a couple times, and it was just not good. And then when my when I did it the last time, I was like, you know what? This is for my Instagram audience. I want to have a hub where I have longer-form videos for them. And this is just to serve them. I didn't really think, like, oh, I'm going to try to, like, win on YouTube. And then I think with that intention, it just did so, – now it's doing so much better than my Instagram even. Right. But I think it's just your purpose towards it. Yeah. I love that. So how did your how did your business kind of grow once you did leave the pharmacy and you were pursuing this full time? Um, so I, I got one – before I, like, signed with, like, a manager or anything, I got one brand deal in um, – from like this was actually Soul Wasu and I loved them. And I they, was just googling them because I heard you talking oh, about them I'm obsessed somewhere, with and them. I was like, I need I love them everything. So I much. love, but I'm I'm switching to Clean Beauty, and I haven't really taken a look at them in a while to figure out if because I'm, they don't. I I have to see if they're clean. I'm really going to all non toxic, so it makes me sad. But I absolutely love them, 
and they reached out and offered me like an amazing deal and I, I remember being like oh my god like I was I was so excited and that was a little push for me and then I launched an online course which I actually ended up shutting down now but um I think those two things kind of gave me like the little push to go for it and then once I had enough I was like okay let me just try to continue this and then just kind of you know took off from there mm-hmm. um I'll need to pick your brain about um, clean beauty because I just did an inorganic acid test and uh-huh. I have like a lot of environmental toxicity and oh, we're wow. trying to figure out why. Like You I did a blood test? A urine test. Oh, urine test. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, I use I use mostly non-toxic, but it's not like all clean by any means. Mm-hmm. And I'm so nervous to part with all of my <laughs> skincare. Yes, like, I'll, there's so many. I was nervous too, but there's so many great ones okay. that have like actives. So okay. don't worry. Okay, cool. Well, we'll saying. talk about it well, here, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Um, so in your eyes, what are the pillars of health? Pillar, like That's a few very different broad, pillars. But like, what do you, like for you, okay. what are kind of the pillars? I, I think I understand. I think the one is eating clean. Mm-hmm. I'm hu- I know I feel like a broken record. I talk about eating clean all the time, but it's like truly the answer to everything. I feel like when someone's like, how do you stay in shape? I eat clean and I exercise. Like it always goes back to the basics. There's no like hack to it. Um, that's why I hate any diet that doesn't promote. Um, I hate any diet that doesn't promote clean eating. Um, like if it's pushing like high fat, like that's my issue with the keto diet. I don't like pushing cheese and bacon and a ton of red meat. Mm-hmm. So as long as you eat clean, I'm good with it. Um, So eating and then movement. I think any form of exercise, they both give you benefits in different ways. You know, eating clean is making sure that like your your cells are staying healthy and you're staying healthy and you're you're detoxing. Eating is even a form of detox, making sure you're nourished. Exercise is preventing osteoporosis and arthritis and making sure that, you know, your, your joints and your muscles and everything functions well for as long as possible. I always like to tell people to think of think about when you're 60 70 80 like do you want to have to use a walker and be hunchbacked and and it's you know just to feel bad you want to be able to run around with your kids or grandkids and I think too many people focus on looking good versus actually being healthy so those are really my main things like just do what's good for your overall body Mm -hmm. yeah it's so true and especially with social media the way it is now and everybody just wants instant gratification and to do the before and after and no really thought about like repercussions or or down the road what it's gonna be yeah interesting especially to the girls a lot I mean I think so many girls will just not 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 all girls men too but mostly women will just not eat a lot and Mm -hmm. you can eat super light and you will be skinny but it's not gonna make you look good for long right like malnourishment is not it's not cute it's not healthy like long term you're going to regret it so don't get the instant gratification mm-hmm. for like damaged long-term results right yeah and like messing up your hormones and your your hair your and your exactly and like and your health overall mm-hmm. like there's just so many bad things that could come with it yeah so you've been pretty vocal about going plant-based mm-hmm. um can you talk about that transition and and i know a lot of people have like this misconception probably that it's hard to do that and not gain weight mm-hmm. um people sent in questions and that was a common one it was yeah it's actually interesting because I have to work harder to not lose weight Mm plant-based I think because I grew up um like 
you know, my parents, like, would, it's very Persian. Like, I grew up loving fruit. Like, a salad, Shirazi, is this Persian salad that's basically just chopped cucumber and tomato. Oh, my God. It's the best it's thing so ever. Good. Lemon, olive oil. Uh, I, you don't know. I have, I eat it at every meal. Like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. My mom or dad would make me, like, a little bowl of it. So, I think I had a taste for healthy food. So, when I first went vegan, I would just eat, like, a big bowl of that one night for dinner, which to me, it was huge. It would fill me up, but it's literally just cucumbers and tomatoes. So that's not enough to hold you over or if I want fruit. So I think that you have to make sure you're eating the right way. You can easily gain weight when you resort to the fake stuff. Mm -hmm. You resort to like a lot of pasta or bread. But I also think that was years ago. I think we have so many amazing options now. Like there's no need to even eat like white flour pasta anymore. Right. You know, you can get like lentil pasta, brown rice pasta, quinoa pasta. So there's so many great alternatives. Mm-hmm. I actually went plant-based because um, I was almost there anyway. I pretty much just ate like sushi once in a while. Um, I would eat cheese. And then my brother was having these heart palpitations and he was seeing this cardiologist. And he the guy was like, the doctor was like, you're overly stressed. You need to lose 40 pounds um, and you need to go vegan. Wow. And so I was like, okay, well, we should all go vegan to be supportive because I just didn't want – I felt bad that he had to, like, go through that himself. And then I just loved it, and it was so easy that I just stuck with it. That's amazing to find a cardiologist yeah. to do that. My dad's a cardiologist. Oh, really? He, I mean, he has his – What are his thoughts on plant-based? Oh, my God. He <laughs> – I don't he... even know. He's probably listening to this right now. <laughs> um, or not right now, but, mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> He, I mean, he serves kind of a different clientele. They're they're not, you know, they're in a different socioeconomic class usually. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're eating a ton of fast food. So I don't think veganism, plant-based is even a conversation. Yeah, I, think, makes sense. I think the most actionable thing that they can do is maybe like have one less Big Mac kind yes. of thing. And, and that's up honestly your statins. <laughs> and up your statins. Yeah. yeah. I think um, that's honestly understandable. Yeah. I think every I like to try to be as realistic as possible. Actually, mm-hmm. so many of my um, like audience now have reached out like college students and they want me. I've really been trying to share more like relatable, easy, like on the go versus like you know here here are restaurants I like so that right. everyone can feel like they can you know try it themselves. Yeah. Yeah, so what is like a typical day of eating for you? Keeping in mind that everybody is very different, but just right. so that somebody who might be thinking about it, um, and I know you have a lot of videos on this and you share about it, but... No, no, it's okay. We can share. Um, I, I love to have either organic berries or juice first thing when I wake up, um, just because, of, you know, when you wake up, whatever you eat first really gets absorbed the most. So I like to always start with that, and then I'll go for either like an oatmeal, I'll do quinoa as oatmeal where you just cook it, you know almond milk cacao that's really good um or I'll do sometimes like an avocado toast sometimes I'll do like a protein smoothie if I'm running out the door it's easy for me to just grab one at a place in LA um that's usually my breakfast all the time if I'm out and there's nothing vegan I'll usually do a side of potatoes and like a side of avocado and that usually fills me up Mm um for lunch I guess it varies um I love like a big salad, but a warm salad. Mm-hmm. So with lettuce, but then also I never, like now because I'm so conscious of making sure I stay a healthy weight, I never just eat like a veggie salad. Mm-hmm. So I'll do like a lettuce and some kind of grain or maybe some chickpeas and like some cooked vegetables, some fresh vegetables. I just think the mixture of it is so yummy. Um, usually a lot of oil and vinegar. Sometimes like I love a good vegan Caesar dressing. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love like a like spaghetti squash, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for dinner. Sometimes I'll do like a stir fry. I'll do some kind of like vegan pasta. I've been really liking tempeh. I try to throw in like some kind of vegetable with everything I'm eating. I always try to make a point to do that. And then I'm pretty big on like raw nuts. Like I'll do walnuts or some like, or even pumpkin seeds, something like that midday. Are you still food combining? I food combine like 70 to 80%. I mean, for the most part, it comes naturally to me. And honestly, the biggest one, the proteins, like fruit, I always eat on its own. It's rare that like maybe once in a while I'm really craving something and I'll have fruit in the middle of the day. Combining proteins and starches, I actually don't like to do this very often because I find that the meal's really heavy when I do that anyway. Like those are two really, really dense foods. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of just learned to not do that, especially because I have... I bloat very easily. Me too. So if I eat more than like three or four different kinds of food, like in a meal, Mm -hmm. it's not good. So I try to just stick to one. Are there any supplements that you take that have helped you with that? I've tried a lot and nothing has worked. I'm actually still on that journey. Mm -hmm. Um, I recently saw Dr. Lekos. Okay. I found him on the Goop podcast. He's incredible. I've seen a couple different nutritionists and doctors, but he's a functional medicine doctor. So what's really cool about, about him is he's an MD. And so he, you know, he can prescribe, he's gone to medical school, but he's also very holistic. So Mm -hmm. he's got both sides of that. It's very like functional medicine. So part of my regimen that he's putting me on, let's see what happens. A couple digestive enzymes and supplements, but then also meditation. He's like insisting I do this um, brain FM meditation where you listen to this music, it's an app, and the music hits like certain brain waves that you can't register. And he gave me, we had like an hour and a half consult the first one, and he gave me this whole scenario. He's like, okay, I want you to close your eyes and picture this like blue light around you, and then I want you to literally imagine your body healing, and I want you to picture positive emotions the whole time. And he said it's like truly healed people. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So I've been, I just actually started my first day of it, but That's I love amazing. it. I love it because he's – you can't call it something like, oh, that person's a quack or they're too right. natural. Uh, no, he's an MD yeah. and he's natural. So he just ties them both together. I will say there's something to the meditation thing. I mean, obviously we know that like if we're – how we eat is going to affect whether we bloat or not too. Like uh-huh. if you're going to scarf your food down and if yes. you're like watching TV or on your computer or looking at your phone, you're you're expending energy doing that. So you're not going to – your digestion 100%. isn't going to be on point. Um, but also just stress in general. So – I'm very vocal. Like I do TM, which is I do TM. I love I love TM. I actually changing. Did you take a course? Yeah. That's the only way I learned. Yeah. I tried it for years and then finally I went to the David Lynch Foundation Mm -hmm. and it was literally in one day life changing. Yeah. Me too. I remember the first day that I went because you do the three or four days. Yes, the first day I learned. Yeah. I was like, where why was it so easy in a course? (laughs) What? I could not believe I was like telling everyone I feel like I'm an evangelist, like but (laughs) because it works. It's Mm -hmm. so profound. And I noticed that even like, so I've been doing it for like a little over a year. Okay. And my bloating dramatically reduced really? just in general. But I've also been working with somebody who is doing guided meditation and inner child stuff. And so. Really? Yeah. Like so, an energy healer? Uh, no. So he's actually a clinical nutritionist by tr- by trade. That's what he went to school for. Okay. But he works mostly with like autoimmunity and PCOS and healing that through healing like past traumatic experiences and adverse oh childhood God, and experiences. Can. Yeah, he was on my podcast. I'll send you that episode. Is he in LA or New York? He's in Texas. So he's oh, remote. But he does. Yeah. Oh, please. I need yeah. him. Okay. Yeah. And it's crazy like the studies that are coming out 
you know, about, uh-huh. especially about autoimmunity and adverse childhood events and stress. Well, holding it in your gut, but that's like your chakra. That's yeah. all the, and that's actually what I'm realizing was like, Dr. Lekos was kind of like, we went through what, you know, what happened at, between the ages of two and four. And mm-hmm. he was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. It's so there's, crazy. yeah, it's so crazy. It I makes mean, so much sense. your body holds on to energy mm-hmm. and like, I started having these issues with my gut and with my hormones and it's all interconnected anyway a couple years ago and it's like around the same time that I was starting to like process this big trauma that I had like at this point maybe it was like eight or nine years ago Um, but I had just kind of put it out of my mind like my brain couldn't cope with it so it was just stuffed away and then it started to come up and then all these health things started going on so like Yes, there. Are, I, I have a gut in dysbiosis, right? And I have a hormone imbalance. But there's also this massive trauma that's trapped in your body, and it needs a way to come out. And you've actually so, seen it work for you? Yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm still like very much in the process of right. it. But yeah. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, I think people need to know there's actual data on this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just woo-woo. we're not just like the. Yeah, yeah it's not woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I will. I was gonna say I would link. Justin's thing, but they can go back and find Justin Janoska on oh, yeah, his website. He, yeah, and he has a lot of studies and stuff like that. So that's great. Yeah, I think a lot of I, th- I think you know we want the answer. Like I know for me, I wanted the answer to be medication, and so I went the medication route for many years, and I took steroids for to my gut, right? And then I thought it was just diet and exercise, which are huge, obviously, but like there's so much in between. So. For even like um for bloating for me I didn't even realize it was bloating till like a year and a half two years ago I just thought I had like a fatter stomach mm-hmm. quote unquote like I remember I literally discovered it because I went to a doctor and wanted to do cool sculpting I was like I can't get rid of this like pooch I have like this little blo-. and they were like this is like massive distension this is not fat at all like you're just really bloated mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god like what's going on and that's when I figured out there was obviously you can diet and exercise I could be like 20 pounds lighter and I would still have it yeah it's not it's different yeah yeah me too Mm -hmm. interesting um do you have food sensitivities I do okay yeah I have like it's actually funny I some of the things that I love to eat the most I'm a little sensitive to like Mm -hmm. almonds quinoa I mean dairy that I don't like anyway but Mm -hmm. yeah is there anything that you would universally recommend people stay away from or do you think it's just totally individualized dairy yeah. Dairy is one thing I just say to everyone, um, not to go on a tangent, but even if you were, I mean, just dairy in its cleanest form, let's say you're like on a farm and you have a cow and you are getting the milk yourself, there's still so many growth hormones in that that are meant for a baby cow, not for a human. No other animals drink the milk of another animal. So you're already getting things that aren't intended for human. But then on top of that, let's think about from the time it comes from the cow's milk to your Dorito, the amount of processing and like stuff that happens to it, first of all, you know, the cows are given antibiotics, they're given like hormones that they can keep producing breast milk, they're given antidepressants, they're, all these things is going in, you know, into your mouth because that's, it you comes are from what them. You, you eat, are what eats. you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just think there's so many reasons to, to avoid it. It's if at least avoid it in like, processed food Mm -hmm. and like bars and chips and things like that like if you want to have it just you know from a farm I would say that's at least better yeah and everybody always wants to know about skincare and dairy Uh is like one of the main things like 
sebum production and and all of that inflammation right? yeah. i mean it's very acidic so it causes inflammation i literally have had people like one girl on my youtube this woman left a paragraph comment about how um she has eczema and she knows it's worse with dairy but one day she had a big thing of mac and cheese she didn't care she's like what do you know two hours later she broke out in like full rashes even a, a girlfriend of mine her son who was like three one time he or what he was like two or something and i think he was eating it was formula or something and as soon as she stopped he completely stopped like it was like ra- oh asthma his asthma literally went away wow so there's so many stories i mean it's it is an acidic food and mm-hmm. it, it is an inflammatory food. There's no way to get around that. So mm-hmm. if you have psoriasis or eczema or any kind of inflamed acne, it's going to make it worse. Yeah. So, okay. So let's move to skincare since mm-hmm. we're kind of there already and everybody wants to know. Yeah. We were kind of talking about it before, but um, what what are your skincare essentials? Um, so skincare essentials, just like ingredients or everything. Well, yeah. Let's do like morning and night. Okay. So morning and night, I mean, I cleanse morning and night. Sometimes morning I skip depending on like how I slept. If I feel like my skin's fine, I don't always cleanse in the morning. Um, hyaluronic acid is like an absolute must ingredient. I think I've been using it for like five or six years. It's just so hydrating in a serum. I, I actually use probably like two to three different serums. Um, I think everyone should invest in a serum over multiple moisturizers. It's going to give you way more like benefit. So I'll use a hyaluronic acid serum morning and night under like whatever moisturizer I use. Then I'll usually use some kind of like antioxidant serum. And then in the morning, it's always sunscreen. I'm crazy about sunscreen. <laughs> I get hyperpigmentation and I have melasma. So if I'm not like I'll, my, my skin will just get very spotty. Sunscreen in the morning and then at night, um, same with like cleanse, hyaluronic acid, want some kind of serum. And then I'll usually do a little more of like a hydrating moisturizer or I'm really big on sleep masks. I actually love them. Um, they go on like clear and I feel like they always, I always wear them on ma- on uh, planes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like your skin gets a little bit dry, Nat- Naturopathica has a really great balm that I use. It almost kind of feels like a thick Vaseline. Not thick, like it's hard when you, when you touch it, but then mm-hmm. when you warm it in your hands, it like melts in your hands. Okay. And it really, really just like, it's like almost like a repair cream. If you feel like you're like dry or irritated, it's great. What SPF do you like? So it's such a struggle. Oh my God. Have you, you need to watch my IGTVs on okay. SPF. I have two of them. Okay. Honestly, I'm not even trying to self-promote. They're just so, inf- <laughs> they're, it's so informational Okay. because I've researched SPF like no other. So basically I like to only use zinc 20% or higher because if you're going under zinc 20%, you're not getting full UVA and UVB. Mm-hmm. And when your SPF says like SPF 30, it's actually only legally only has to refer to UVB, which, you know, is like sunburn. Mm-hmm. But what they don't have to take into consideration is UVA, which is like skin aging, um, you know, wrinkles, melanoma, even they don't have to. Like there's so many wow. things that they don't have to put in there. It's just for sunburns. That's crazy. It's crazy. So if you get zinc 20%, you're covered for UVA and UVB. Or if you get zinc maybe like 15 or somewhere around there, but it's combined with titanium dioxide, then you're probably good at 30. But just to be safe, because I don't remember the exact calculation, I just go over zinc 20. Okay. And there's two amazing ones that everyone needs to get. Okay. (laughs) One is by Juice Beauty. 
It's a CC cream, and literally I have it on right now. It's Your lightly tinted. flawless. I mean, it's dark in here. But. I have no makeup on. I only wear this. It's like a light tint, and mm. there's literally no white residue. I'm going to let you try it after this. Okay, yeah. It's the most, honestly, it's the best product I've ever used in my life. I'm going to go buy it right after I don't too. even know how. I'm like, why can they make a product that has no white chalkiness, but no one else can. Yeah. It's clearly possible. Every single, I mean, I need to go watch your IGTVs and I need to try this, but I feel like I've tried everything. I feel like you want to try it right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, like I want your reaction. I'm so curious. Well, I have makeup on my face, you but I, I'll just put a little bit on my arm. Real time. I think we're going to get this after the podcast. Yeah, where do you buy it? Uh, you can get it online, but you just, we, oh. I mean, you're going to oh, be I've sold. seen this before. Oh, it's where incredible. This? Oh my God. I've used Juice Beauty before, but I've not used it. Juice Beauty is completely non-toxic, and this product is more SPF. It's like a higher SPF factor than anything else, and it's literally not white. What? And it smells like lemongrass. It's so nice. Oh, my God. Right? Oh, my gosh. I know. It's amazing. Wait, that's crazy. <gasps> okay, oh, we're going to the so store. Good. You need to this. buy it. It's wow. so good. It feels so good, too. It feels like, really good. So it gives light. you almost like a little glow. And it's not heavy. Like, if you don't want makeup, it doesn't have to be heavy. Yeah. Yeah. But you can, if you want a little but more, you can. there's a little, like, dewiness to it. Yep. Oh, my God. We need to find it. Will you write it down or mm-hmm. take a picture? I'm going to take a picture. <laughs> so it's a miracle product. You usually have to look on the back of the package to know how much zinc is in it, correct? Uh-huh. It's just not, like, just because it says they will, exactly. 30, it's not going to tell you. Exactly. It's okay. such a good point. Make sure you look at the active ingredients. That's where you find everything. Okay. I would never have known that. Nope. I'm going so to and zinc is the after. product everyone's afraid of because they're like, oh, it's right. too white. But mm-hmm. this is not yeah, white not at, at all. all. No, not it's at great. all. And it's um, got antioxidants. Like, it's just a great product. I love it. What other, what are your other, like, hero products that, like, you cannot to, live without? Naturopathica actually has a good SPF 32. It's white, but it, it goes on. It, after, like, a few minutes, it doesn't, um, it doesn't leave your skin white. So if you're, if you really don't want any tint, maybe, like, for men, they might like that more. I like that one too, so those are both great. Um, for hyaluronic acid, Osea, is that, I don't know if mm-hmm. it's O-S-E-A. Yeah. Um, they have a really, really amazing serum, which I was so happy to find because I used to use ones that weren't clean beauty, and they're mm-hmm. super clean. Okay. So that's a really amazing one too. Okay. Any ingredients that you will absolutely not put on your face? I mean, obviously, like, things that are not clean, but right. is there anything that you just don't like to use? Um, there's nothing that I don't like to use. To be honest, even when it comes to clean beauty, it's so hard because I'm a pharmacist. I can't even remember all these chemical names because what falls under a pair, it's not going to say paraben. Right. There's different things that fall under parabens. So I honestly think the easiest thing to do is find a source that will do it for you. Like falling is a great one in New York. Um, EWG.com, like that, Mm -hmm. they have a, I mean, a great source, but you still have to look up every product and ingredient and will give you the rating. Whereas something like falling, everything they care, you know, is like a hundred percent clean. So phthalates, parabens, fragrance, fragrance is a new one that I just realized Mm -hmm. was, yeah, you you know how it's like not regulated. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. Um, Okay. I'm jumping around here. Okay, so so good, right? No, I'm like, so, I know. She's looking at it. the back of my <laughs> hand. I'm like, it smells nice. That's where we can buy it. I know. I'm while we're on this podcast. I have a swipe up to my stories if you want it, or you can just find it. They have, I think it's on Nordstrom, or, or they have their website. Okay. I don't know where to buy Juice Beauty. <laughs> 
Okay, so what is it like a typical day in the life now? Typical day in the life right now is actually different than usual because I've been traveling a lot. I'm kind of like back and forth, but normally I wake up, um, I'll make like a little bit of tea or coffee, I'll wash my face, brush my teeth, then I'll go meditate. Um, meditate for like 20 minutes. Um, then I'll usually like look at my phone after for like 20 or 30 minutes, then eat some breakfast, then go work out. And then I feel like I really start to like get into work, maybe like 1130. And then I'll honestly, sometimes I'm working till maybe like 10 or 11, obviously with like little breaks in between, but it depends on what I'm working on, how focused I am on like whatever my project is. But so half the time I'm working on looking at different brand deals that are sent my way, planning out like what kind of content I want to create, like writing blog posts, um, planning out my YouTube videos, and then other days are where I'm actually shooting YouTube videos. So on the days that I shoot, I usually like to start at like 10. I don't work before because I need to, I don't want to be, I'm, all I'm going to mm-hmm. be thinking about is my videos. So I always bullet point them the night, like the night before. And then that morning usually we'll shoot for like at least four hours and then do you have somebody shoot for you yes okay I cannot I have so much respect for youtubers that do it all themselves (laughs) I will not I just that's actually like another thing I know my strengths and I've tried to I literally tried doing it and I remember it took me five hours to get the file onto the computer and then right at the last hour it like failed and I was like I'm done with this (laughs) my my videographer literally sends it to my editor and I'm Uh like I want no nothing to do with that process yeah well that's a good tip for people like know your strengths and know what you can delegate and Mm -hmm. find people who are better than you yep at those things (laughs) and you can have you can have like um like, I know what I like. Like, I have very mm-hmm. strong tastes and opinions, but I can't creatively put it together. Right. So if I were to, even if I knew how to edit, I wouldn't be like, this font would look great and this sound, this, like, I, but if someone does it, I can be like, no, I want more of this vibe. Mm-hmm. I just can't do it myself. I'm right. not good at it. Yeah. Okay. So working in, in social media, digital media, how do you set boundaries with that? Because I know that's something that I really struggle with lately, and I think a lot of people do setting boundaries of your personal time and yeah and just not like like work hours and something where you don't have traditional work hours like I know for me sometimes I'll get up and I try not to jump right on my phone but sometimes it's inevitable Mm -hmm. and it really kind of can set your day up for like (laughs) to just be all over the place Um, but like then you can work late into the night and you can work seven days a week so how do you kind of manage that and make sure that you're keeping healthy boundaries with that you know, I don't have like a stop time or like there's definitely I have days, especially on the weekends where I'm like, I'll like, let's say I get like a cute latte and I'm like, I should take a picture. And then I'm like, I just don't feel like it. So mm-hmm. there's always like a few days a month where I'm like, I just do not feel like picking up my phone and recording this. Like, I just don't want to. And I kind of honor and respect that. But I don't I'm not one of those people who feels like pressured by it. I guess I do sometimes, but I honestly go into more of a grateful state because I think because I've had the other side of it and I've worked in a pharmacy I was literally working in a pharmacy for eight years and I'm so grateful that I get to do what I do now and I like more successful with it and I'm happy that I'm usually just like okay well I could have a worse job so you know just Mm -hmm. document it record it one thing that helps is I'll film it and not post it till later so sometimes you know you don't have to because I really put a lot of thought into like what I'm going to say in my commentary and the captions. So I don't like to have that interrupt what I'm doing with someone, but at least just getting a quick snap of it is good. Mm -hmm. But I will say I'm going to start putting my phone like 
in the other room for the last hour before bed and when I wake up because I want to have a little more of like a clear head while I meditate and not be so stimulated. So my mm-hmm. mornings I'm trying to like for the first hour just not be on my phone. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard to like I know I know for me like if I check a couple emails or something like or texts or anything and then go to try to meditate it's almost like this pull I know you have this pull like you have to put it in the other room you have to but it's so much better if you can just not have it at all I know meditate do you do your second one at night or in the afternoon I always miss my second one you do it's so hard because I want to do it at night but I was taught that you You can't have too much energy too much energy so I just have a hard time stopping midday and doing it I'll honestly like never do the second one I know I'm supposed to now that I'm doing the Brain FM one too, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna try to. I just do them right after, so mm-hmm. it's like 30 minutes in the morning. Yeah. But I'm like, what's more important, right, than my mental well-being? Yeah. Really like you know, it's so hard that second one. But mm-hmm. so like when I started doing it, I was really religious about it. Like whenever I start things, I'm really gung ho and I'm yep. very compliant and I do it exactly. And then I kind of like lose interest. Um, and I, I never wavered with the morning one, but the second one fell off. But I noticed like a difference. Like I wasn't having the same benefits. And so when, I've been, really when I didn't do the second, when I reincorporated the second one and I haven't done it this trip and I felt it, it is like, I can't even explain. Oh I mean, God, we're all different. My me. husband, he doesn't do the second one because he doesn't have a time in his day where he can like, <laughs> hold on guys, I'm going to close my eyes. <laughs> yeah, and right. Like, sorry guys. <laughs> he does sometimes. Um, same with my pa- my parents do it and my dad. He was like, I want to get a sign for my <laughs> my office at work that says like BRB meditating. <laughs> Wait, did you go to the course with your parents? No, no. They, they did, did it before me. My husband did it. My wedding planner did it. I started hearing from all these people about TM. My husband and I went to dinner with this, like, 90-year-old couple who we know because they're sober and we're we're both sober as well. And they've been sober for, like, 50-something years. But they're so energetic and just, like, this buoyant energy and so youthful. And I asked them what what their secret to youth was. And they said, TM. And I was wow. like, okay. So all of a sudden, all these people around me were doing it. And so I was like, all right. And so that's, that's just so incredible. Yeah. But yeah, the second one is there's just something about it that it's like the first one kind of gets me almost to that place. Mm-hmm. And then like I can have a good day. And then this, the second one kind of like solidifies it. And it's just like a blanket, like a warm blanket. And I'm you, happier. <laughs> and you feel happier immediately. Happier immediately. And like, anxiety gone I mean I really started to struggle with anxiety in the last couple years just out of nowhere and I'm sure it's related to the trauma stuff and just different things um and just circumstantial life is stressful Mm -hmm. and it was almost eradicated like immediately when I started TM yeah and do you always give yourself the two minutes after no, that part, so I like, did it. First. <laughs> hard. I did it first. Sometimes I will, like if I don't have anything going on after, then I'll yeah. I'll do it. Um, but yeah, no. Usually, I did it first, and they said that like if you come out of it wrong, then it can it can totally mess, mess up your day. Me. Yeah, but I, I haven't really found that. I haven't either. But I will say when I'm meditating in a group, like whenever I go back for like, it's so insane the difference mm-hmm. when you meditate with someone yeah oh my god like the brain waves you guys both yeah. have and the energy i go into like a trancey like high state totally. immediately yeah my husband and i do it every morning oh, it's so nice yeah my girlfriend was like um staying with me for a couple months in la and we would meditate in the morning and it was so much better yeah i've never done the group one with tm have well, you? We, well what took a course in the first day was just us 
then the next the last the next three lessons was like three of us oh, okay so it was like a small group yeah yeah it's so powerful it's really powerful. and again this isn't woo woo there's so many studies with tm about no they see the, the gray matter in your brain change yeah. um they can see and they even say with tm there's studies that show if your head is laying down like if some people want to lay down and meditate those same brain waves don't fire so you have to be sitting straight up so mm-hmm. there's lots of data on it yeah yeah so kennedy you're next well, you were the one who actually, you were the first person who told me about it. Yeah. And I think it was actually the day that you interviewed me for this job. You were like, I started doing TM and then my job took off. And I'm like, I want to do that. When's my job going to take off? You know what I mean? And oh, my then, God. And then, but I just, after you mentioned it, I just heard so many people talking about it. And I meditate every morning, but I just use like an app, you know, um, and it's helpful, you know, for mm-hmm. sure. But Every single person that I've heard talk about TM just is like, my life has been transformed. Yeah. And it's different than the, the apps. Mm-hmm. Like, they give you kind of that relaxing experience. Of course. Right. They calm then, your mind, for totally. sure. Um, which we all need it to some extent. But I, I know that this is different. You know, it's Take just a course. A, I wish I to. did it three years ago. I don't yeah, know why too. I didn't do it earlier. I guess I didn't believe that it would work. And then right. finally I was like, you know what, let me just try this. Yeah, I found that's with crazy. the apps, because I started with, like, Headspace and Ananda and a few different ones. Yeah, that's what I use. But I found, like, I was just, like, it was just another distraction. Like, I was just listening to someone mm-hmm. talk and kind of, like, and pay attention to my breathing, and I, I just wasn't getting the same thing. And, like, if I said that, I think, yes, like, the time that I started TM and when things career-wise started kind of taking off they were aligned I don't know if there's like a correlation but I also like you just kind of feel more aligned in general with your life right and like you can feel more gratitude and you can you're just clearer and you can see things more clear and you're sitting you're taking the time out of your day to sit there and be quiet and observe and like notice so I don't know like well now that I know you more yeah now that I know you more what I can say is I think that it aligns you with your goals and your long like what you wanted long term Mm -hmm. and in turn that's going to make you a successful person because the more in tune you are with what you want the easier it is to achieve it so yeah that's probably you hear like really successful people who do not to like turn this into a tm thing too but it's so interesting i've never podcasted with anyone who's done it and oh and i'm always like tm and people are like what's that so this is fascinating to me but you hear you know there are so many highly successful highly functioning people who do it and they'll say like in interviews oh yeah like I get most creative ideas like in that second one or I get like so it's really there's that's such a good point I feel like for anyone listening to know um one thing that held me back from meditation for so long was thinking that I'm not supposed to have thoughts during it Mm -hmm. and I would hear people be like you know thoughts will come and go but in TM, they teach you that you are supposed to have thoughts. You're right. not supposed to be like, I shouldn't think about anything. That takes the pressure off. But, you know, every time you have thoughts, you just come back to your mantra. But I that, like, I'm doing it wrong going away helps so much. So, you know, it's normal to be like, oh, I thought about you in my meditation the other day. Mm-hmm. Not like I, no one can think about nothing. Right. So that's fine. Have you ever had this happen? Like, they told me when I was in class that it might happen and not to act on it but they're like you might feel overwhelming feelings of love and like affection for people and like there will be times where I'm meditating and be like I like love so and so I need to text them because they do say don't take action they're like don't take action right away after your meditation I haven't had that happen to me yeah it's so interesting I just know there's been when I meditate there 
in that group, I literally feel a body high. Yeah. Like when I'm done, I felt like very tingly. Like I almost like wasn't sure if I should drive, which was so wild. Yeah. Like that <laughs> happens when I'm meditating in a group. Okay, well, podcast is over. We're going to turn the lights down and meditate. <laughs> can, you, can you two give me a TM class like right now? We're doing a new segment on the podcast. Listen to us meditate. TM. <laughs> TM talk. No, I want to go do it when I get back in LA. Yeah, you should. It's great. Sorry, I keep kicking somebody. Okay, so let's get to listener questions before okay. we wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question. Okay. <laughs> I think it's, it's... She's like, I'm a listener. <laughs> I'm a listener. Um, I Actually, the first time I heard you speak was that positivity charge. Oh, amazing. Um, and I loved it. Like, I just, I loved everything you had to say. But um, my question is about plant-based, because I know a lot of people have reservations about going plant-based, knowing that it is a typically lower protein diet. Um, mm-hmm. Do you make it a priority to get a certain amount of protein in your diet a day? I don't think about protein. I think okay. about nutrient density. Okay. So I'm like, does this have enough like protein fiber, like good fats versus like, is this just kind of like an empty carb? Okay. So as long as I'm getting a lot of nutrients then I feel okay. I also really want to say that everyone is so different, of course. which I know is a kind of cliche to say, but it's really true. Like I've had all my genetics tested and for example, it would be very hard for me to have bad cholesterol. Even if I were to eat red meat every day, it would be hard. I just have this gene that makes it good. Luckily, I don't eat it anyway. If someone, if a woman has PCOS, she really, it's really hard to tolerate high carbs. So vegan is super difficult, and I like have empathy for that. You almost have to treat PCOS like someone who's diabetic, where you have to watch your carbs and do higher protein. So I think it's easier for some people than others. I think it's still possible, but I just... I don't want to make people feel bad. We're like, it's so easy. And like, I, whatever I eat might not be the same for someone else's like body type or body makeup. Totally. You know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But I, yeah, that's, I feel as long as I'm focused on something being nutrient dense, that's when my weight stays healthy. Okay. You know, when you look back at yourself from years ago and you're like, oh my God, like I, when I look back at photos, I was like, oh, whoa, I was way too skinny. And mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to yeah. have, it just, I wasn't paying attention to the food I was eating enough. I'm interested in the genetic testing. Do you recommend that? Obsessed. Okay. I love a micronutrient test, and mm-hmm. I love genetic testing just so you can – and obviously it's, nothing's going to be like 100%, but I just like to know, like, okay, here's something I should watch. Here's something, mm-hmm. you know, I'm more likely to get this. There's right. just so much available. And the cool thing about, like, DNA genetic testing is you only have to do the test once. Right. So even though it costs – it might be a little bit pricey, it's a one-time investment, and then mm-hmm. it can help you long-term. Yeah. Love that. Um, okay. We already covered this one. Do you have any favorite healthy, easy, low-carb snacks? Healthy, easy, low-carb snacks. Um, what's low-carb that I love? I mean, I do love doing, like, a guac or any kind of dip with crudite. That's one of my favorite things. So whenever I'm at a restaurant, I'll always ask for a set, even if they don't have it on the menu. I'm like, the key is to look at the menu and look at every dish and okay this salad has carrots and this dish has a cucumber I'm like I know you've got carrots and cucumbers in the kitchen (laughs) so I'll pick apart every like meal and then I'll be like can you bring me these on the side and they will yeah and jicama is a really good one Uh uh-huh jicama Jicama and guac yep oh it's so good so good because it's like crunchy and it feels filling but it's so full of water so it's great Mm -hmm. okay um do you use still use high frequency high frequency um oh the device that I only use if I have a breakout. Okay. Yeah. I love those. That wand. I love it too. (laughs) 
She actually, I know who this girl is. She said, best collab ever. Oh, Does so she cute. Use high frequency. Do you, do you see results? Do you see results from it? You know, I, to, to be totally honest, I haven't had a breakout in a while, but whenever mm. I did have one and I would use it at um, Kate Somerville's where I used to get my facials, mm. it would help so much. Yeah. What do you recommend to women with low energy levels who sleep enough? Who do sleep enough? Yeah. To look at your B vitamins mm-hmm. and to look at your vitamin D and your iron. I think people don't pay attention to vitamin D enough and so many people are deficient mm-hmm. and it can definitely cause low energy. Maybe we need some vitamin D today. I take vitamin D3 Synergy every day. You do? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> morning routine. Do we kind of cover that? Should I go kind over it of. again? Yeah, no. Let's, yeah. It's <laughs> redundant. We'll replay. Yeah. Um, do you have skincare tips for post-workout? Post-workout, actually, yeah. I like to wipe down my face with something, whether it's like a makeup wipe, um, like a buy it like a, what's the water called? I'm having a blank right now. Micellar. Micellar water. Yeah. Um, anything just to kind of get the sweat and bacteria off. And then just like, I won't do the whole skincare routine again, but I'll just do like hyaluronic acid and a moisturizer mm-hmm. like that. What Act- workouts do you do? I love weight training. I see the best results when I weight train. I think because I'm smaller framed, mm-hmm. so it takes heavier weights to like make me look toned. I love yoga. I love Pilates. I love resistance training. Basically anything but high intensity and cardio. I'm down for. I also really quick like to put on like a really good skin ingredient before I work out because I just have this thought that like when you're sweating and more things are going to absorb into your skin, I might as well penetrate some goodness into my skin. So I'll put on like a really good serum before. That's a good idea. I'm going to start doing that. Um, How do you conquer cravings and and I butcher that. How do you conquer cravings and overindulging? Um, I, you know, when I have a craving, I've found ways to kind of eat what I want. Um, I never really deprive, so I don't have that many cravings, but when I have a craving for sweets, I found that Four Sigmatic Hot Cacao is the most amazing drink at night. It tastes like hot chocolate. Um, or I'll do like an herbal tea with cinnamon that will kind of like distract you. I think a palate change is what people need mm-hmm. when you go from like something garlicky and salty. Maybe you just want something a little more like refreshing mm-hmm. and that will help. Yeah, that's a good idea. And yeah, I heard you talk about like you don't have cravings because you're and if you do, you just find a way to find make a way it to healthier. It. And that's what I've always done. And like I get I get asked that question all the time, too. And I'm like, I don't have cravings like okay I, so, well, I eat what I want like yeah. I find a way to do it yeah and like if there's something that like I'm really craving okay I'll have it mm-hmm. like in a healthier version and then the craving is gone exactly like, like I can it doesn't find a good like <laughs> vegan pizza or right. like, actually the other day last last weekend I was just craving like vegan like like chicken wings like something you know like almost like a fast foodie and mm-hmm. I found a place and I totally like once in a while yeah I was like I'm so excited and I got like a whole order of these like crispy little soy nuggets um, so sometimes I'll just like do it, but that's, right. you know, rarely. Yeah. I think it's healthy to give in once in a while. Like my craving was for vegan chicken wings. People are going to be like, what? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No, They're so my good. They taste like so... regular chicken wings. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, my cravings are usually for like kind of healthy 
right? Foods. It's like I like I'm know. craving an acai bowl. <laughs> but it's interesting that you said like you grew up eating kind of healthy food. Mm-hmm. I think that makes such a difference because I did too. Like yeah, my, you my like parents always like cooked it. like really fresh food. We were so fortunate in that way, as I'm sure you were. And so I have sympathy, empathy for people who grew up grew eating up eating like yeah junk food. Yeah, and like don't know what like fruit is like there are people there's so many people we like i mean persian yeah. cucumbers like we're three years old walking around eating a cucumber like right. and it's, so then you grow up like to learn to like that yeah. i remember in college my second year we had like a sweet and i had a grapefruit and literally my roommate was like what is that and i'm like what like yeah they just don't they never snacked I, on fruit ever it's so sad and it's so prevalent and we just mm-hmm. don't really see it on I the think coast maybe, <laughs> i feel like maybe there will be a shift now because mm-hmm. millennials are so health conscious, right. right? I don't think that even like my our parents were like that. No, so maybe Not like we're gonna start a new generation of it. Yeah, let's hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you read food labels, and what ingredients do you avoid other than animal products? W- what's interesting is when I look at a food label, if there's too many things, if there if there's a chemical, if there's like one or two, sometimes like if there's gums, it depends. Like you know what the situation is but I usually just go for things that have all actual food so if it's like banana cinnamon coconut oil almond flour then I'll you know I'll have it but if it gets into too many processed things never do any like lake dyes food colorings I really try so hard to avoid anything that says natural flavor because it scares me Mm -hmm. that term can literally mean anything that comes from the earth including an animal so even like on a vegan product, if it is not, it's very unregulated. So that's what I try it's to avoid. terrifying. Yeah. That's why Lara bars, like I don't love the taste of Lara bars more than everything, but they never have natural flavor. So I'm like, that's the only bar I'm going to eat. I mean, there's a few more, but that's mm-hmm. one that you can find almost everywhere. And I stick to it. And natural flavor is in so much. So much. <laughs> even some like organic vegan snacks. Yeah. You don't know. And I'm like, this could literally mean anything. Right. They can take it from anal glands of an animal, which is actually common. Oh, my God. I'm serious. Look it up. It's so gross. (laughs) It's terrifying. And they also purposely create these natural flavors to have the consumer almost feel like an addiction to it because then you're going to keep wanting to eat it. So it's really interesting, the things they they do. Aren't they excitotoxins? I don't know. Okay. I I mean, I'm sure it ranges. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I had so much fun talking to you. Thank you for having me. It was so yeah, fun. Such yeah. a like, fun, normal conversation. Yeah. So where can everybody find you? Um, on everything, it's the same. It's Dr. Mona Band. So Dr. Mona Band. And I will link everything below in the show notes. Okay. okay thank, thank you. you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. <laughs>